Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into episode number 81, coming to you on Wednesday, December 14th, doing a midweek show, a little bit different here with, not different when you, when we're talking about the co-host, JD's back again, so he's uh, he's bringing the heat, man, how are you doing tonight? I don't know about bringing the heat, dude, but uh, I'm here, <laughs> and I'm talking, and we're going to rock this show. <laughs> I, know it's dude, a bit, I feel, a bit I feel the heat, bro, I feel the heat, it's, it's cold outside, but it's it's hot in the studio, it's hot on the I mic. So. Yeah, the heat for me has probably come from the heating pad on my back, bro, so that's the heat I'm feeling <laughs> right now. Right hey, now, man. That, count, that counts for something, man. that counts for something, but yeah, there man. Go. We'll take it. <laughs> talking, of, talking some college ball tonight, what, what do you think, man, where, where do you want to go off the hook here? Uh, I just want to start out by saying that I do not follow college football as much as I'd like to. So anything that I t- I say should not be taken to the bank. Don't take my betting advice. Don't take any. <laughs> don't take anything like that uh, too seriously because I'm not going to take myself too seriously here. But with that being said, going to do my best. Going to speak on some brutally honest truths and uh, follow Aaron's lead here because this man right here, this man knows college football. I try, man. I, I'm not I'm no expert, but uh, I try. Now, compared to me, you're an expert. <laughs> well, so where do you, where do you want to go, my guy? Uh, I mean, I think we gotta unfortunately start the show a little bit somber tonight. Uh, obviously, Mike Leach, coaching legend, uh, passed away this this past Monday. Very unfortunate too. Oh, the game, um, it was a loss. It's uh, yeah, it just sucks all the way around, man. Honestly, when stuff something like this happens, I mean, he uh. He's a he's an offensive guru. Um, he had he created what's called the air raid attack, and and you're starting to see that like in college and, and the NFL. It's it's basically when you have like five receivers, you spread the ball out. It's like you know if you ever watch the Chiefs, it's not exactly what he put into place, but it's like similar to what he uh, he implemented. You know, back in <clears throat> excuse me, back in uh, in his Texas Tech days, and and I'll never forget there was a Texas Tech game they played. Number they were number three, which is like I think the highest they ever were up until that point, and then they played uh they played number one Texas with I think it was Colt McCoy. Don't quote me on that. Hey, hey he played on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He's he's not not what he was in college, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash him like I would you know Mitchell Trubisky. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, man, Texas Tech came out and they won that game. No one really gave them a shot, and that was Mike Leach's uh, team. And there was a pass to I don't know if you remember this guy's name Michael Crabtree, 
Oh yeah, I'm a, I remember Crabtree. Yep. Long time 49er. Yeah, he uh he made he made one of the best college catches catches in college, I should say, ever down the sideline. And that and that kind of was probably the the top of the mountain for Mike Leach as far as success. They went on to be the number one team in the nation for a couple of weeks. And uh, you know, he was never really at like a power power school, like he was at Texas Tech. Why uh he kind of went, you know, he left there in, in bad terms, but we're not gonna get into that. But um, then he went to Washington State, and then now this was his third season at Mississippi State, and they were eight and four this year. And and I mean they were in a they're in a bowl game, and unfortunately, obviously he he passes. But if you if anybody has time, go look up Mike Leach's like interviews. He was on sixty minutes. Uh, you know he was he he just is a soundbite of a of a coach. He he said a lot of off the wall things, but everybody talks about him like he he didn't care just about football, man. He cared about politics and life and and perspective just he was just a encyclopedia basically he he was actually a professor at one time uh even before oh, his wow. coaching career so that's what's up yeah. yeah lost the good one man lost lost an absolute gem of a of a human being and it just sucks because uh obviously just you know going into a heart you know having a heart attack and then passing away a couple of days later that's just not the way anybody wants to go out but uh his legacy will live on and his his offensive prowess has like Cliff Kingsbury's come from his coaching tree. There's there's multiple guys that have come out from Mike Leach. So uh, all respect to Mike Leach today. And yeah, ahead. most most definitely a tragedy, man. Like you said, you know I don't follow a whole lot, but you know I keep up on the headlines at the very least and seeing that just being you know 61 years old, just definitely you know a tragedy. And you know thoughts and prayers go out to his family, but not just his family, man. When you talk about a guy like that who has made such an impact, you know, on his school. You know, other schools, just just the way the game is played. You know, there, I'm sure there's so many people that, you know, they're they're really feeling the pain, pain of this loss. And, uh, you know, I can't imagine can't imagine losing a coach in the middle of a season, uh, especially. So, I mean, these guys, uh, you know, I saw that the defensive coordinator was promoted for the interim into interim coach and that they expect to give him a, a four year deal. But uh, I really hope that. But are they in a bowl game, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. They're in. uh Sorry, I'll pull it up real quick. But um, they they had no a worries, they had no a r- really good season. Um, so. Yeah, so you're eight, so they're eight and four, man. I just really hope that they go out and uh, just absolutely annihilate the competition. I'm sure they're <laughs> going to play their play their hearts out and um, you know get one get one for the coach. So definitely a tragedy. Yeah, a side a side piece to that, man. Just because I I follow Illinois just because they're in the Big Ten. Uh, obviously, being Penn State fan, uh, Illinois head coach. Uh, his mother passed away before one of the games. Not, it's not funny. I'm not, uh, but uh, what I'm trying to say is like his mom passed away before That's one cool. of the games. So it's just like, uh, it all it just makes you like, man, like that Mississippi lost their head coach, and then Illinois' coach's mother died right in the middle of the season too. So it's just a lot to deal with. Like, and you're playing an emotional game. Football is probably the one of the most emotional games, if not the most. So a lot of. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see that those teams line up and a Mississippi State being from the SEC and, and Illinois from the Big Ten, but both with uh, eight and four records and, and great seasons up to this point. Well, I'll say they both got a lot to play for. It's just definitely, you know, leave it out, you know, all out on the field type of game. So I guess I can't really fully hope that they obliterate the other team when that coach <laughs> lost coach lost his mom i lost my dad a few years back so under the pain of losing a parent so let's just hope for some good football then and uh 
and you know honor both of the people's legacy you know the guy's mom illinois mom and uh of course coach leach so yeah what day is that game do you know that's uh that's january 2nd uh at noon okay all right well i'm sure we'll have more to talk about then as that that game gets closer and definitely uh, i know we want to do college segments here and there and uh, i'll be learning more about it and i'm sure you'll you'll school me here in in the coming weeks Hey man, you can always uh we can always you know get the textbooks out and and go back in the history books or whatever we gotta do to to get everybody up to speed. It's all good. The textbooks, man, that's old school now. <laughs> We're bringing the out iPad, the... bro. Give me the iPad, bro. <laughs> no, I got I got a chalkboard here. We'll do it Vince Lombardi style. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> hey man, if if I end up getting as good at knowing college football as Vince Lombardi was at coaching, you can bring out that chalkboard, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't throw your nails on that thing. It'll drive me nuts. Oh, I can't. I'll I'll die of cringe in myself, man. I can't do that. No way. Nah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, we don't want to kill Aaron on the podcast. That would be cool. That's the way I want to go out, though, for all the listeners, if anybody's listening. So, Nails on a chalkboard talking about Vince Lombardi. All right. <laughs> keep, that in, keep that in the back of my mind. So, I mean, Anyway. Anyway, man, where, where, from, that, from that crazy tangent to what, what else are you thinking? I mean – Obviously, a college playoff. I mean, there's a million things we could cover here, but there are so many bowl games coming up here on Friday. They start. Yeah, the first thing I thought when looking through these bowl games, man, it's just, you know, growing up there, you know, there were a lot less. I mean, I'm not that old, you know, but just seeing some of the names of these bowl games, just was like, what, what, like the Cheez-It Bowl, you know, the (laughs) Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, It's just like, what, what in the world are they doing? Reliquest Bowl, you know, stuff like that. But um, I think it's really interesting that, you know, the Alamo Bowl, you know, Texas is in that game. Um, so I think that's pretty fitting. You know, they're, they're uh, five-point favorites over Washington. So just just because of that, you know, remember the Alamo, and we'll see if that's a memorable memorable game for Texas, you know. For sure, yeah, that that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, if you look at, like, uh, there is a Texas Bowl, which is you know one of Mike Leach's former teams. There, Texas Tech. Like, wouldn't it be weird if it was a Texas Bowl and like two teams from like if it was Penn State Pitt? Like that just wouldn't, that right, wouldn't fit. Right. You know what I mean? It's almost like some of these bowls are like determined before the fact. I know they're probably not, <clears throat> not. Jeez, uh, but uh, yeah, man. Like, there's the Gator Bowl and like Notre Dame and South Carolina are playing. Like, not, <laughs> you would think Florida Gators would be in the Gator Bowl, but obviously. Uh, Florida playing in the six and six, which was really crappy by their standards. I mean, you think back to the days of like Tebow and stuff like that. Florida's a, Florida has a rich history, you know, of college football. And they're, they're playing in the Las Vegas Bowl against number 14, Oregon State. So Oregon's pretty heavily favored in that one for now, 10 and a half point favorites. So, yeah, that is definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Yeah, man. I mean, as far as like like you you touched on like uh the amount of bowl games I agree with you like it seems like I maybe these aren't even I mean I have the 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 Google you know pulled up of all the games but there's probably some that aren't even on here that didn't even make the, like the Google sheet or whatever you want to call it <laughs> like I'm sure there's more than this because did there's some there's a good amount of teams on here not ranked but I'm sure there's even more like low key bowl games like I remember watching a couple last year and that that UTEP team was in there, and like I don't even know what conference they play in. They're they're Division One, but they're like barely Division One. So <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. It 
to me, it's I, I don't mind it because like the more football, the better. I'm I'm all for that, but it's definitely a money grab. Like it, exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, money grab. The more money, advertising dollars they can get. Yep. I mean, I mean, if you turn on like the Idaho Potato Bowl game, uh, no, the <laughs> famous famous Idaho Potato Bowl, um, Eastern Michigan at San Jose State. I mean, the chances of that being sold out are, I mean, you might as well, like, pigs are going to fly before that game gets sold out. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, uh, the, TV, yeah, yeah, the TV yeah. deals and, like, ESPN and ABC, whoever's broadcasting these are, are – it's all in it for the university and for the networks, like, that type of thing. Now, here's the question. Now that players are able to make money from deals, do you think the amount of bowl games are going to go up in an attempt to make more money? What do you think there? Um, I think that's a very good question. It, some of these schools are paying their players to play, and then some players are making money off the field with sponsorships and things like that. So it's kind of a mixed bag, man. I think we'll we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But, um, yeah, that's an interesting question. I'll, I'll, I'll ask a question on top of that one. If you were – let's just say you're getting ready for the NFL draft and, and you're, you're, like, projected first round, maybe – early second round and you're a senior would would you play in let's just say the rose bowl the orange bowl like a major bowl game uh in you know and possibly jeopardize your yourself for like injury and things like that like or would you be like i owe it to my my university and the school that, that chose to have me come there to play what would what would you do yeah, so I'm prefaced with I see why players do it because you're looking at your entire future and you want to preserve yourself for that future. There's people that get career-ending injuries in, in those games, unfortunately. you know. And the higher you go in the draft, the more money you make right off the bat. And football does brutalize your body. So I'm going to say you know, right off the bat that I can see why guys do it. But if it's me, am I playing? Absolutely. I mean, that's my family. You know what I mean? You look at it, you guys are going through the entire season. You worked your butts off to get there. You guys are, you know, doing two-a-days or whatever in practice, you know, especially as a senior. I mean, you've been around these guys for, you know, four years or in, like, what, Sean Clifford's case, like, six years now or something like that, <laughs> you know. But, like, you've Forever. been with these guys. You've been right, right, you know. Uh, but you've been with these guys for a while. I, I think, honestly, like, for me personally, you know, I owe it to the team. And I would want to go out, you know, playing, playing my, you know, my, my hardest to try to get that. Uh, get that dub to end my college career. You know, I mean, you look at guys like like Devontae Smith. Like, didn't he get injured in in a bowl game? I think he got injured well, in that. Na- I think it was the national championship. He got injured. I'm pretty. Sure. Don't quote me on that, but uh, yeah, man, I, I, that's what I think at least. Yeah, and I mean, because of that, he fell in the draft a little bit, you know. But he still went first round. The Eagles got him, which you know, obviously, we love as an Eagles fan. But kind I mean, it's, it, it's one of those things that I think nowadays, because of the safety of the game you're a lot less likely to have a career ending injury. But again, like I understand from a financial standpoint, you know, especially if you're not, you know, well, as a senior by then you're getting, you're graduating, you have your degrees, you can go out and get a real, I don't want to say real job, you know, a normal person, <laughs> blue co- a blue collar job, you know what I'm saying? Um, as a senior, as a senior, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think you owe it to the team, or at least for me personally, I owe it to the team. I mean, and then again, I look at family is more important than money. And if I'm playing four years with those fellows, they're family. So that's what that's how I'm looking at it. So get a little hey, passionate there. <laughs> if, if, if that doesn't speak to JD's character, I don't know what does, man. I, I'm right. I'm in the same boat, though. Like if I 
I have I've had dreams where I played for Penn State, like, and I'm like, man, that that would be the absolute, you know, that's like a life goal type, like bucket list type deal. So you better believe. I don't care if I'm playing in the, uh, they play in the Pinstripe Bowl one year, which is at Yankee Stadium. Um, That'd be dope, <laughs> dude. They're actually speaking of that. There is a uh, I forget what the bowl game is. Uh, I had Devontae Smith's injury. He did get injured in the in the uh, national title game against Ohio state. Uh, he dislocated a finger. So I don't know why he really fell uh, in that draft for that reason, but maybe, maybe it was other injury concerns. You know, there's a million different things. That could yeah. Have I believe it's, I believe it's another injury concern they were worried about. Uh, Probably the finger. Yeah. Finger injury doesn't seem like something that would make you drop. I just know that they were saying he, he could have been a top five draft pick. And uh, the fact the Eagles were able to grab him a little lower in the draft was uh, a risky move, but the guy wins the Heisman Trophy. Like, I think that's right. worth a risk. That's worth a risk, you know. And if it, if you strike out, you know, it is what it is. I mean, the Eagles have terrible history with first round wide receivers. <laughs> so you might as well take a flyer on a guy like that with tremendous upside. But you know, I, I respect I respect a guy who goes out there and, and puts it all on the line to you know to have a, an epic college finale or an attempt at that. Because there's always going to be that what if, you know, if your team loses because you're not playing. What what is what about that? You know what does that say about about see, there, you? There's you know? there's two sides to that argument, and I definitely see both of them. But man, like that you got to think like these schools, especially if like you're a quarterback or you're you're at a major position. Like right. these, these schools gave you a full ride scholarship. I mean they they wind they wind and dined you basically for four years. Like yeah, you get pushed in practice, and I've I've heard the stories where kids are thrown up in practice, and and right. like I mean they they go to. Not, I'm not gonna say they go to war because that's a that's probably too far. But they go, they battle, man. These guys are are out there. So, um, I don't know, man. Like no matter what, I think you got to go out there and give it your all in, your, in the bowl game, no matter what. And uh, especially like if you're like I said, if you're in a major position like a quarterback, and you sit out of a bowl game, like I, I'm gonna lose a little bit of respect for you. And you know that's my opinion. I can have it, like JD says, but yeah, it's your opinion. You're allowed to have it. So. That's, it's a free country, you know what I mean? So it is, it is. Uh, unfortunately, getting into these bowl games, it's not free. Oh, I can't <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> That'd be nice. Good. That'd be nice, you know, just to go see a football game for free. But uh, I have no, I have no idea. But I would imagine like the Rose Bowl tickets, Orange Bowl. Like I can't imagine those True. are cheap. I can, you know. But, no, but uh, if if you are getting tickets, go to uh, SeatGeek and and type in one four two zero for the fourteen twenty guys. So that's right. a good good segue there. To set all right, up for some uh, yeah, sh- shout out some, to them. Yep. Put some put some cash in their pocket a little bit. That's all. But but yeah, man, um, we're going we're coming down the wire as far as the college season's so so quick. That's that's the unfortunate thing. It's only twelve weeks, and then you wait a month for the most part, and then you play a bowl game. And that's it. So. Yeah, it's definitely going to get a lot more exciting when they expand the field to what is it, six teams? I think, and is it next year already? I think they got the uh, they got the deal done in twenty twenty three. I think they're having what, six teams, or is it? Or, no, it's more than that, isn't it? The college football playoffs they're extend, extending it out to it's more than six. Was it eight or twelve? I don't know. Now I'm feeling dumb. I think, <laughs> I think it's twelve, man. If yeah, I, I think I could, so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's twenty twenty four. I think they had to wait one more year. If I'm not, I could be wrong too. We're a little bit, uh, a little bit rusty on on the college stuff because, I mean, we're basically in that in that no man's land of there's not much going on right now as yeah, far as it's gonna go out to twelve teams. Um, 
It looks, yeah, looks like it's going to happen in 2024. It was originally expected in 2026, but uh, the you know the Rose Bowl was they were the ones standing in the way of uh of that expansion, but they were able to come to a deal finally with them. I do remember that now, thinking thinking back. So, uh, yeah, we shall we shall see how how that unfolds. I think that will add a lot more excitement, a lot more interest to the game when you you bring out 12 teams. You know, definitely, I feel like will help with recruitment. So you got these power schools that, I mean, like this year, TCU, you know, being in it like that, to me, that's cool. It's like, all right, there's a new team. I, you know, I've heard of TCU, but have I ever seen them play football? No. Will they have a chance against Michigan? Who really knows? But either way, it's cool to see them, you know, make the playoffs. You know, I think the the committee did a good job by, despite them losing that, that game to Utah, I think the committee did a good job, you know, putting them in the playoffs. What do you think about the top four? Do you think the, that's fair? Do, would you make any changes on that? You know, uh, as a being unbiased, you know we're Penn State fans here. You know right, we, right, we hate right. Ohio State, and Michigan, but what do you, what would your four teams be? You think they got that right? It's tough, man. Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, if you look at, I mean, Georgia. We'll, we'll rule out the like. We'll go right down the list here, real quick. I mean, Georgia's thirteen and zero. They're definitely in it. They're the number one team. There's no question oh. about. They're the best team Mi- in the in Michigan. The land. Yeah, Georgia, Michigan, Georgia, and Michigan locks. are locks. Yeah, Georgia yeah. and Michigan are locks. Um, I know Alabama lost two games, uh, but I could make a case that Alabama should leapfrog Ohio State, in my opinion, only because they play in the SEC every single week as a test. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State got the brakes blown off of them by Michigan, uh, and they really should have. You know, I'm not. This is not being unbiased, but they, Penn State, <laughs> Penn State should have won that game. So, oh yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, man, like it's about wins and losses. I get that, and you can only play who's in front of you. I also understand that, but I mean, Alabama, they lost to numbers. They were number five in the country, and they lost to Tennessee by three points. Right, they, you remember that? And they lost to LSU on a kick on a literally a game-winning field goal in overtime uh, by one point. So, I mean, outside of that, they they beat everybody and and. I mean, I mean, there were a couple teams that gave him a run, like Texas A and M gave him a run, but they always play Alabama tough for some reason, and and Mississippi played them tough. But um, yeah, man, the SEC is is the more dominant conference, and week in and week out, it's it's better. More there's more NFL products from the SEC than any other conference. So uh, with that being said, I I think, I mean, my heart tells me that TCU probably shouldn't be in. They should be like right on the outside because of strength of schedule, but uh, they can only play who they played and they only lost one game all year. So I can make a case either way. Uh, I'm kind of glad they're in it, but I do think they're going to get annihilated like beyond uh, what, what they even think is coming Uh, just because Cincinnati was in the whole thing last year and they got, I mean, ran off the field and, and I think Cincinnati, right, right. And Cincinnati is probably better than TCU uh last year than than tcu this year so i don't know man it's when you're going up against the big boys and you play in a small conference it's it's a different ball game man like you gotta be you gotta be clenching your butt cheeks a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah i would love to see tcu come out and beat michigan in a thriller uh i'd like to see ohio state beat georgia just so we got the three and the four seed and i'd love i'd love to see tcu win it all wouldn't that be some <laughs> some crazy shit you know <laughs> honestly you know it, if if tcu beats michigan somehow realistically speaking uh could they pull off two miracles in a row i mean the the amount of 
confidence. Oh, of course, Ohio State would have to beat Georgia, which is highly unlikely. But just imagine, you know, dream scenario here for me, at least. Ohio State somehow ekes one out past Georgia. TCU beats Michigan. They got the confidence. They run over Ohio State. Then all of a sudden, as a Penn State fan, what what are we, like? Do we vote for TCU for the rest of our careers? You know, or not? You know, the rest of our broad, like, oh, you podcast gotta, days. You know, <laughs> you you gotta have a soft spot for them forever. If that if that would happen, man. I mean, I wouldn't even I, I, mind seeing like. I'll buy a horn frog shirt, bro. I'll, I'll buy a jersey. I'll buy a hat. You know, everything. Let's go. You know, <laughs> Team TCU, right? <laughs> I'll get a tattoo. No, I'll do, I ain't gonna do hey, that. Nah, but... Don't go that far, bro. <laughs> On but, your butt cheek. <laughs> you see it. I'll get Penn State on one and TCU another. But but uh yeah, man. Uh I I wouldn't even like I wouldn't hate it if, if Georgia beat Ohio State. Like I don't No, no I don't likewise. Really, I don't want to see Ohio State in the title game, even if they lose the title game. I, I just the the quicker they can get out of relevancy, the better. Uh but dude, TCU beating Michigan would be that would be one for the ages. I mean, that would be epic uh beyond belief i mean it would just be sick to see michigan fall apart like that um after such a great season i mean one of their best seasons in recent history um but tom brady went to michigan so that alone makes me want to root against michigan every (laughs) week so yeah i don't foresee harbaugh uh letting up i i think he's gonna prepare him for that game you know just as hard as, as any other opponent I think Harbaugh's a good coach, you know, respect to what he's able to do there. And and I find the fact that TCU is only seven and a half point underdogs. I find that a bit surprising, though, though I do give them respect for that, you know. So we'll see. This is still the 31st, it's like 17 days away. So that that spread might change. But uh, yeah, it could be interesting. It could be incredibly boring blowouts, but I guess only time will tell, right? Yeah, man. What do, what do you think of like the college? Because I know you're not like you know major into college, but like, what do you think about their whole ranking system? Real quick, like, what do you do? You like it? Do you think it's like something that is like a good system, or do you think it's kind of like messed up and it's just all over the place? Aaron, that's that's a good question, man. The ranking system, that's something that's been obviously contentious over the years, you know, because a lot of people would think, you know, hey, you got to rank it by their record, which obviously doesn't always mean something because you got, you know, these small schools that have, you know, dominate the, the other small schools and, you know, you're throwing them up in the top, you know, five. It's just absolutely ridiculous because then they get beat. You know, like we just talked about, you know, Cincinnati getting blown out and, TCU might have in the same issue, but I think that's really, really tough. I think analytics now play a huge part of it, probably. You know, just the fact that you can just plug into an algorithm, you know, strength of schedule, how many points they beat the other team is by, you know, who they're playing, who they beat, you know, the teams that they beat, who did those teams then beat, who did those teams lose to, just so many different factors that, that come into it. I mean, honestly, like, it, it's it's tough. I would not want to be the one who has to, has to figure all that out, honestly, you know. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's just really, really tough. And you have you know these schools, these small schools that are paid you know money to just come get the you know the the dog shit beat out of them by the bigger schools. You know, so it's really it's really difficult to uh to really be completely fair. In all honesty, it just comes down a little bit. It's like trial and error, and then just like people's opinion. And I think it's good that they have a committee. I think they're doing a better job. Uh, the last couple of years from what I've heard, it seems like they're doing a lot better job than they, than they used to. 
Um, and, and hopefully, you know, they continue to, you know, kind of work, work through it and tweak it out. I mean, you can't please everybody, you know, people exactly. are, people are going to complain no matter what, you know, that just, just regardless. And I just want to see good football. If, if it, when it comes down to it, I want to see good football. I don't want to see teams get blown out, you know, over <laughs> and over and over again, you know, but, um, it is what it is. So I think, uh, you know, looking at you know, the records that these guys have in the top 25, I've been following a little bit uh, throughout the year, just watching different teams come in and out. I think they were doing a pretty good job. Um, so, yeah, it's tough. I'm looking forward to the expanded college football uh, playoffs and just to see how those 12 teams, you know, how they go about um, picking those 12 teams. You know what I mean? Because right now there's only four. And, you know, there's a lot of people out on the outside looking in, like we just said. But, you know, with 12 teams, I know they said, like, all the conference winners, I think, are going to be, like, what is it? It's, like, the six conference winners are, are an automatic lock and then, like, six other teams? Or, I forget. Yeah, I can't speculate yet, man, because I, I, I can't quote that either. But for sure, dude, for sure. I mean, I I think, like, you may, you bring up a great point. Like, you're going to you're gonna piss somebody off. You're going to piss – this year, I mean, you piss everybody off that's not in the top four. So – for the most <laughs> with you know within reason i mean Tulane, right, right. Tulane's not getting in washington's not getting in kansas state and and the and the like and everybody else but uh you know there's there's a couple teams that are, are right on the edge looking in are, are definitely aren't happy about it i'm sure and and one thing I, I would say is like with that committee i mean how many phone calls do you think they have to deal with from like the alabamas and the and the tennessees and the and the teams that are right there like you know what the hell, man? Like you gotta think like they, they get. It's like being a referee almost. Like you're you're yeah. gonna piss so many people off regardless what you do. Yeah, and college football fans, man, they're, they're crazy as well. I mean, you <laughs> see the way they storm the fields. You know, like the way they light cars on fire, flip cars. You know, it reminds me of like you know what we call soccer, but you know, like fans over you know overseas, like you know football fans over there. But uh, yeah, I mean, so they, they probably get bombarded by fans calling in. You know, I'm sure they have threats and stuff being sent to them. People oh, are just ridiculous, yeah. absolutely insane. But it yeah, is, just look man. this up. Look this up for the expanded field. Um, the field will comprise, according to ESPN. So this is not my; these are not my words. The field will comprise the selection committee's six highest ranked conference champions and its next six highest ranked teams. Uh, the four highest ranked conference champs will earn the top seeds in a first round bye. So yeah, I mean. It's still going to be some pressure. So we'll, we'll see the top 12 are going to be, you know, <laughs> there's going to be some jockeying. I think it'll take a, take a little bit of time to get, you know, kind of work that out. But you're going to have a lot more teams that are going to be pissed off. So you think about it that way, you know, if there's top four, oftentimes there's, like we just said, two easy front runners, Michigan and Georgia. So the other two kind of work those out. But, you know, you got, they got six additional teams here that didn't win their conference champions uh, championship. And you got like 20 teams that all have the same record that all could be like, Hey, you know, we have a, you know, a legitimate uh, case to make, to make this, this uh, playoff. So it's going to get wild. I definitely do not want to be on that. Com- would not want to be on that committee <laughs> unless they're paying me a crap ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they are, man. Cause they're, they're driving in a crap ton of money, especially when this, when this whole field opens up and the floodgates open up with the top 12, like, that's going to be sick though, man. I, I'm telling you, like even people that are, you know, on the borderline of, you know, is college football, the NFL, this and that, like that is going to be absolutely wild. I hope when you, when that starts to happen, you, you'll you see like the 10th ranked team, like go in and, and, you know, find a way into the national championship. Like I'd love to see more disparity, almost like a March madness thing 
And exactly. What I was going to say, yeah, like a March yeah, Madness. Dude, that, that would be, that'd be pretty sick. I mean, I don't want it to be 64 freaking games. And, and then like by the end of it, I mean, there's <laughs> going to be people with like limbs hanging off their bodies and stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be bad <laughs> at the end of the day, man, it's going to be a, a hell of a lot better, I think. And it's going to be an improvement on, on what they have now. <clears throat> now, geez, a cat got my throat tonight, but dude, it's, uh, it, it'll be sick, man. I can't wait. Like, it's only going to get better, I think. And obviously all these traditionalists were probably mad that there was even a college football playoff and all that. But at some point, if you, you got to adapt or die because you know, if it's, <laughs> oh. if it's the same old, same old stuff, man, like people are going to get tired of like, even the NFL has made so many, like look at the wild card uh, playoffs last year that made the game so much better. Like all those games were crazy. So. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. All of a sudden, I got something in my throat. Cat got my throat, or whatever you want to say. <laughs> we gotta take a drink of water here. It's like a like a missed puberty. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, I I see exactly where you're coming from. And you know, the expanded NFL season being 17 games. You know, having uh, just that that one one buy for the top team in each each uh, conference in the NFL. So yeah, they'll definitely be their uh, the learning. I don't want to say learning curve. There'll be their bumps, the bumps along the road for the college playoffs, but I think it'll bring a lot more excitement to the game. I think a lot more uh, casual fans will, will, you know, tune in, honestly, because you think about it, you know, 12 teams that actually have a shot at making something, you know, is a lot more exciting. Uh, I'd, I'd be more likely to, to follow it closely, you know, if I saw that, you know, hey, my alma mater or my dad's alma mater or something like that, you know, they were playing. It's like, oh, snap, like, you know, that's a team that, you know, I know somebody who went to that school or, or whatnot. Or Dude, it's going to be, it's, it's gonna be man, it's going to be madness. I'm telling you right now, like I can't, I two more years. I'll, I'll be almost 30 by then, which yikes. But, you know, anyway, we'll talk about my age in two years, bro. We're just going to move right along, moving right along. <laughs> to the, talk about talking about a guy who's a little older, but talking like he's young. <laughs> Deion Sanders, my, my guy at press conference was something. So what? What do you got to say about Dion, Mr. Primetime himself? What, what do you got? Man? Dude, this guy, I mean, he he definitely doesn't leave his ego at the door. He brings that thing front and center in front of everybody. Like, he, all respect to him as a player and obviously great baseball player, great football player, Hall of Fame football player and, and everything else. Dallas Cowboy, long time and, and everything else. But, man, like, he, I'm sorry, but he's a little bit, like, fingers on a chalkboard for me. Like, he... He's always like tooting his own horn to the fullest extent. And like, that just rubs me the wrong way. So, um, he said a lot, uh, obviously he, uh, he's had some success. He's went 27 and five at Jackson state, not, not Ohio state, not Michigan, not Michigan state, not Penn state. We're talking about Jackson state here, but nevertheless, man, he, uh, he lands the job with the, uh, Colorado stampede of all schools. Um, excellent season they had this past year one and one and 11 so uh walking into absolute mediocrity is what he he's you know is, is what he's going into but uh obviously determined to, to, to change things around uh, i'll give you one yeah. one little quote one little sound piece he said that you know it kind of sums up Deion sanders as a as a person and in some respects he said do i look like a man that worries about anything uh did you see the way i walked in here did you see the swagger that was with me? Worry, baby, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I've never been one for peer pressure. I put pressure on peers. I never wanted to worry. I make people worry. I don't get down like that. I am too darn confident. 
That's my natural odor. I don't even wear cologne. So, I mean. Bro, is, is this man trying to coach a football team or trying to ran, land a, like an RB, like a rap deal, man? Like, I feel like 2 Chains is going to come in the room right after. He was like, <laughs> 2 Chains, prime time. Like, what's going on with that? Like, bro, that's, cor- that's corny. I'm sorry. That's just corny, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, this might make me, you know, no better word for it. This might make me an asshole, but, like, is it bad if I want him to, like, come out and totally flop, like, how funny would that be if they went like one and on ten, or I'm sorry, one and eleven the next two seasons after he says all this type of stuff? Like, no, I don't think that's bad at all. I think that's probably not going to happen. It's like the Houston Texans in the NFL. Like, you, it's going to be hard to do worse than they are currently. <laughs> I mean, you you can ask the, the Lions and the Browns. It is possible, um, but you know what I mean. Like, no, I, I I don't think that makes you an asshole at all. I think that'd be hilarious, but uh. At the same time, you know, kids going to that college, I know what it's like to to not win a game. First first year I played sports, first two years I played sports, we, we didn't win a single game. So, you know, kids going to school, especially with big expectations, uh, hopefully they're able to perform perform there for, a, what do you say, Colorado but Boulders or Stampede or something like Stamp- that? Yeah, the Stampede. It doesn't much matter right now until Col- until they're relevant. I mean, it's, you know, who cares? Uh, but. But yeah, man. No, he he definitely said something. I'm not totally saying like he's a horrible guy. Like he definitely he gives a lot of glory to to God and things like that as well. But he, man, when when you do, you give that guy an inch of of ego, uh, like anything to fuel his ego, he he puts a, a a dynamite on that thing and just blows it up to the point where it's a little hard to a little hard to swallow. He reminds me of Terrell Owens, you know, for anybody <laughs> that. Uh, can reference how much of an egomaniac he was. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, they play, they play in a pretty weak conference out there in the, uh, out West. Uh, so, you know, maybe hey, a turnaround is possible pretty quickly, but they could probably make a bowl game and just make the prime bowl, you know, <laughs> coach prime. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that leads me into the next point, man. So, <laughs> He goes by Coach Prime. He doesn't go by Dion. He doesn't say, you know, Coach Dion. Coach Sanders would probably be the most appropriate, but he said, I want to be known as Coach Prime, and that's how you're going to call me. What do you, how do you feel about, like, how seriously can you take that guy? <laughs> I mean, my first thought was Optimus Prime and Optimus, you know, being big, his ego's huge. So that makes <laughs> sense. Um, but. I don't know, man. If he goes in and delivers, you know, then then it'll shut up all the haters like us um, pretty quickly. But I, I think, honestly, I think a lot of it's just to just to get the school some clout, you know, to get get people fired up, get people excited. I think it's smart of him to go in and talk a bunch of a bunch of uh, I don't want to say nonsense, but that's the first word that came to mind. You know, to talk a big game. I think it's smart because you know that gets the media's attention. You're going to get people focusing on the school. You know, his name alone is going to bring in some, you know, higher recruits. Um, so from a marketing standpoint, you know, trying to get get your team going, I'm thinking, I think it's very smart of him. And just the name Deion Sanders, like, you don't know who, you know, the majority of people are, you know, in the NFL. Like, you still know the name Deion, you know. So I think it's a, I think it's a wise decision on his part. We'll see how it works. But, um, yeah, Optimus Prime, that's, that's what I think of. So big ego big robot we'll see what happens can you imagine man like the team's one and one and eight let's just say and like you're you drop a pass and you're running back towards the sideline and he's like you know what the hell was that or something to that effect right and you have to say coach sorry prime coach does not approve <laughs> <laughs> say sorry coach sanders it's coach prime 
You know what I mean? Like, can and you imagine we, that? That's that's what's being talked about. Like you're one and eight, yeah. and and you guys you drop him. a pat, you drop a pass, and he's over there like Charlie LaBeouf would have caught that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys make me embarrassed to be your coach. You know he'd say some outlandish like just degrade, like to the point where you question why am I playing for this guy? But at the end of the day, he he played in the NFL at a high level, so I I get it, man. I do like you know playing for coach. Um, I'm, not, I'm you know what I'm not calling him Coach Sanders. Uh, I don't have to call him that. So, uh, yeah, he might you know like maybe he can get the defensive back. Like maybe they'll have a crazy defensive back backfield and and like you know safeties and and corners and things. Like maybe that'll be like you if you go to Colorado, you're you're gonna be a great corner. Maybe that'll be that type of thing. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if he gets too angry out in Colorado, you could smoke the ganja, so people could just chill out with that. Then afterwards, oh, I'm, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he misses that boat very often, if I were to guess. But I could be wrong. But that's, that's <laughs> sorry. pure speculation. Yeah, sorry, folks, to bring bringing up something like that. Maybe a bit controversial, but um, <laughs> Coach Prime himself is controversial, so we'll throw that out there. So, all love, up, brother. Roll up oh. that prime, man. Roll up. Oh. That prime. <laughs> Oh, love, brother. All right, anyway, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you can tell it's getting late here. We're heading toward midnight on this, <laughs> on this Wednesday night. But, uh, yeah, you got anything else, bro? Any any final closing remarks? I think ending with Prime is uh, is optimal. <laughs> See what I do? Dude, there. I mean, I yeah, I mean, we, we tried to do a kind of a roundtable on the college football slate right now. Um, not a whole – I mean, obviously the – the transfer portal transfer portal is heating up. That's you know very similar to uh, like a free agency thing. But yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, long, you know, real quick. I mean, Penn State needs some receivers, so hopefully in that transfer portal we can go out and uh, snag a couple guys. We got last year we got Mitchell Tinsley from Central Michigan, absolute stud. Like he only came here for a year because uh, that's his last year of eligibility, but. To come from Central Michigan and then go to a, such a big school as Penn State and play in the Big Ten, and, and have the success that he did, like you know, definitely not, not outlandish to think we can go out and get another kid from a, a small school and and slot him in there for next year. And with uh with Parker Washington, the the number one receiver going uh, declaring for the NFL draft, that definitely hurts. Uh, a receiving core that already wasn't spectacular, but he was the best one by by quite a a, a big margin. So. Um, yeah, man, that, that's kind of like what's on my mind, obviously being a, a Penn state fan as, as we need receivers and we, we need to bolster that offensive line as well. It's gotten better, but I mean, when you go up against the Michigans and the Ohio States, you need as much help as you can get. So, uh, hopefully the, the transfer portal turns, turns us into, you know, what we need to be coming in for next season, but, uh, it's going to be exciting and, and I'm counting down the days to to the Rose Bowl, but at the same time, when when that's over, it's really over for the year. So, uh, just trying to enjoy it, enjoy the ride for now. Yeah, just to kind of tack on to what you're saying there, I think if Penn State wins that wins that game, it'll definitely help uh, their chances of getting receivers. You know, coming in, you know, coming off a big one in the Rose Bowl. Um, at least that's how I would view it. You know, as a, as a player, it's like okay, they just won one of the biggest college games. You know, maybe I can be that guy to get them from the Rose Bowl into the playoffs next year. You know what I mean? Like just kind of bolt off of that, especially you know with Clifford um, being his last season. And uh, what there's a freshman coming in at quarterback or sophomore or something like that. He'll he'll be a sophomore uh, next season. Yeah, he played he played you know sporadically throughout this season when when they had a big lead and, and things. And Clifford went got hurt in the first game, so. 
that type of thing. All right, man. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, I didn't I didn't bore with my lack of knowledge of the uh, college football scene here. I'll do a little more studying as things go forward. <laughs> no worries at all, man. I think I think you did you did better than Coach Prime would have. I'll say that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I could throw together if I could throw together a few lame uh, lines and see if they'll they'll hire me as a coach and maybe sign me on as a rapper as well. <laughs> I think you definitely got rapper in the in the future, but uh, hey, man, I got tattoos. That's about all that makes me a rapper, son. Slim <laughs> Shady, please face. stand I'm, up. Uh, yeah, I'm missing the face test, bro. Anyway, we're going <laughs> off on some tangents, bro. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I think pretty good show uh, tomorrow. Looking forward to going going over the NFL stuff. So if you listen to this, definitely check us out. Uh, we'll be recording Thursday nights, releasing it on Friday, but uh, we'll be going live during the well we won't be we'll be recording during the uh, thursday night game so we'll have some updates on that game as we talk about uh just the this last week in the nfl some different uh injury updates and more dan snyder drama <laughs> stuff like that yeah stuff you know all, all that type of jazz we'll, we'll be getting into tomorrow night so tune in fellas and ladies and anyone who considers himself different <laughs> that's uh that, that we're gonna leave it right there we're gonna leave it right there but uh uh yeah man. uh go, going into week 15 <laughs> of the nfl uh we'll we'll be recording tomorrow like like jd said i mean i'm being a dead horse here again but yeah coming into week 15 we'll have we'll have some san fran some seattle action once again another west coast game man i hate I, i'm Something about that I just don't like, but that's a first world problem. But uh, hopefully Seattle pulls the upset. That'll that'll be some cool stuff. Uh, screw screw San Francisco. I'll just put it out there like that. Brock Purdy, oh. it, it, whatever. But uh, yeah, man, check out. Uh, anyways, check out fourteen twenty sports. Check out uh, fan in the van podcast. Check out my guys at level of playing field. As always, if you listen to us. You need to listen to them. It's not an option at this point because <laughs> um, they're doing they're they're just doing great things, man. Uh, long story short, so uh, yeah, that that pretty much concludes the college wrap up and uh, as we get into the bowl season. So thanks as always for the uh, listens and uh, what do we always say, man? What do we always say here? First of all, check us out on Twitter handle brutal zero eight one one. And uh, there'll be some some spicy stuff that uh, Aaron will throw up there on Twitter throughout the week. So catch the updates there. And uh, we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Peace. Peace out.